0: You're listening to the PP three podcast. You stupid mother.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to episode two of the PP3 podcast, hosted by Nolan and Nolan. Uh, thank you everyone for tuning in. We're going to have a big episode here. Um, after a successful first episode, it was pretty cool to see the feedback, see the m- amount of boys on the VI, and also a couple people in uh, the U.S. and Europe that listened. So that was pretty cool for a first yeah, episode.
2: Yeah, definitely. And for all those people that think we're a one-hit wonder, um we're back, and we're bringing, bringing an even bigger and better episode this week. Um, looking forward to it. Looking forward to sitting down and chatting with you.
1: Yeah, we got a lot of NHL talk to go over. Obviously, we didn't get to touch on the All-Star game last week, so we'll get into that in a little bit. First off, uh, Noel, how was your week? What did you get up to, bud?
2: Man, it's that time of the year. Uh, second semester, midterms. Kind of ate me up this week. I had three, and I mean... I was a bit of a grind, so I was stressed out for those most of the week. Um, Had two hockey games, played the Glacier Kings and then the Storm last night. Got pumped both nights and didn't finish either of the
1: games, but here we are, Saturday night. What more can you ask for? Fucking right, Saturday night. Um, What did I get up to? So I played golf on uh, Sunday with my dad. Um, Need to work on the swing a bit. Driver is good. Irons, eh. A little bit rusty. Short game. Very eh, can't putt for shit right now, can't chip. Sound like so, CJ. Sound like CJ, yeah. Um, what else What else did I get up to? Got, there was a couple tests that I had. I think I absolutely killed those, so we'll see you next week. And then uh, we got a study break Yeah. after that, so looking forward to that. And um, one guy that's going to be looking forward to the study break is good old Braden Ross. That is our guest for today. Uh, Braden Ross uh, I played hockey for him for the last or with him pardon me with for the last uh, three years good guy a bit of a character lots of funny stories about oh, yeah. him we'll get into it in a little bit Nolo anything to add? <laughs> yeah I got a lot to
2: add I played <laughs> hockey with Ross since he started playing rep hockey so I've got the most stories out of everybody um, absolute character you never know what you're going to get out of this guy just an absolute glue guy in the room and uh, yeah, shared hotel room with this guy at Cyclone, little insight, a little sneak peek story of this guy. Um, first night in Cyclone, this guy, ice in his leg like he always is, faking injuries, and throws his bag of ice on in the middle of my bed. First night in Cyclone. We're there for a week in Revelstoke. Uh, we get back from the banquet that night, I lay in bed. My bed is soaked. And Ross's bag of ice that he had for his fake injury was seeped through my entire mattress. So I was sleeping on a little pull-out cot the whole time in Revelstoke. So cheers, Ross. He can't wait to talk to you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely a lot more stories like that one that we will be bringing up. And also a couple of the boys from his OHA days when he played in Penticton a couple years ago. I uh, reached out to a couple of those guys to see if they had any dirt on him, and boy, did they. So oh, yeah. we will get into that in a little bit. Uh, switching over to the NHL, obviously, we touched on the All Star game. Um, it's been a failure the last couple of years. Uh, nobody's really been watching it. The players do not want to go. Obviously, there was that video of Oliver uh, Borkstrand on Seattle when he got selected, his reaction. Um, This year, a little bit of a change, at least with the fans. Um, I think a big part of that was the NHL bringing the money for the players. Obviously, uh, Team Matthews won it this year, and uh, McDavid brought home the Skills Prize. But you're seeing it with the NBA when the NBA brought in their in-season tournament in Vegas. Obviously, numbers have been hugely down in the NBA the last couple of years. Nobody wants to watch regular season basketball with all this. Um, and management management bullshit. So I think that was huge for the NHL to bring in a cash prize. Absolutely. Yeah, you got to
2: see all the best players in the league right now going at it. And, I mean, everybody except Nikita Kucherov looked like they were actually giving it this year. So it was first time in a while that I enjoyed watching the All-Star game. The the passing challenges looked like a battle. I wish there was a chipping off the glass challenge. I would love to see somebody (laughs) go through that. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the All-Star game, but it must be nice for the players to get that rest. So.
1: Yeah, and talking about Kucherov, I, I don't think I've ever seen a player actually get booed like for his play. I know if, you're, if there's an All-Star game in Montreal and you have a Boston player there, mm-hmm. obviously they're going to boo him for that. But strictly off of skill and effort, fans were absolutely giving it to yeah, him.
0: Well.
2: I was sitting at work and I saw that he was nine to one odds to win the whole thing, so I sprinkled on it. Thought I was a little genius just to see he came dead last and didn't even break a sweat. So that was a
1: bad beat to say the least. And uh, one guy who didn't have a bad beat, Michael Buble. The little micro shroom went a little bit too far for the guy. Oh my God. Do you think he was bullshitting or was he actually on shrooms? Micro Buble?
2: Yeah. (laughs) He looked. Wasted. He looked like he was definitely uh, indulging in some magic mushrooms. And then I was watching something on Instagram, and I saw Justin Bieber and Willie Nielander <laughs> talking in the dressing room. And uh, man, it looked like they
1: were uh, eating some of the same stuff as Michael Buble. saw so. yeah, Bieber was on something. Oh yeah, he was on something. He was getting humped by Matthews in the dressing room. He was <laughs> he was being a little bit of a freak, that guy. Yeah. Um, and another thing, obviously, we got the new. Taylor Swift at the NHL. Yeah, it didn't take Tate long. Tate McCray. Yeah. Like, and you're seeing it all over. NHL's absolutely loving like eating it. Eating it up. Eating it up. And the one guy who is probably sitting at home having a sad jerk is Cole Sillinger. What the hell? Like, apparently, if you search it up on Twitter, do a little bit of digging. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently, you cheated on it. How? Why would you cheat? Like, what was going through
2: the kid's mind? I don't know, but she's getting more airtime than Cylinder has yet this year. So <laughs> yeah. It's a tough look.
1: Another thing that happened during the All Star break was the Kings firing Todd McLennan. Uh He started off the year second favorite odds to win the Jack Adams while going twenty seven and four in his first thirty one games, and then they hit Christmas break, and after that, the Kings went on a little bit of a shit storm. Going three, eight, and six heading into the All Star break. And Rob Blake saw enough and said, This is it, we need to pull the trigger. So Jim Hiller, the assistant coach for the Kings, he will be the interim head coach for the rest of the year. And they also hired DJ Smith to fill in as mm. the assistant coach there. Um, what are your thoughts? No, this is Matt, I don't think anybody saw this coming.
2: No, I mean yeah it's crazy the way they started the season you would have never saw it coming um not even at this point but I guess what I was reading was that his message was going stale and his antics were going stale and everything started at the top and kind of seeped down and the team went on a slide and he didn't do enough to kind of help it and he admitted it himself he said um that he'll own it as a coach that he needs to be better and I mean that says enough for me uh Yeah, so hopefully this sparks the Kings back into a competitive team that's going for the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at their roster, and obviously they're a playoff team. Everybody expected them to be up with Stanley Cup contention this year. So are they going to pull things together? Uh, Hopefully. We'll see what Jim Hiller does with Pierre-Luc Dubois. Obviously, he had a very rough start of the year. He's still getting absolutely bashed his – contract next year kicks in, eight years, $8.5 million a year. For a guy that's been playing 12 to 13 minutes, I don't know what's going to – hopefully, Jim – if I was Jim Hiller, what I'd do is put him out for 20 minutes a night nice. for the fir, for the first three games you're with him. Give him what give, he yeah, give, him, give him some good line pairings like Fiala or – uh well kopitar. kopitar uh kaliev yeah. uh kempe even trevor moore yeah now. trevor moore's Byfield. having a great year byfield's playing insane you gotta if you're paying a guy 8.5 million dollars a year you gotta give him some people to yeah. play with so obviously he's not a guy that's going to drive your line he's not the mckinnons of the world he's obviously not even close to the Crosby's and McDavid's yeah so for a player with that I think it's really important to surround him with some other pieces where he can excel yeah it'll be
2: nice to see what happens I mean he's an unreal player you see glimpses of it most nights and it's just a shame he hasn't really found a groove yet and I hope he does because that will be a big spark to the Kings offense and if he starts playing with some guys that can find him, and he's kind of getting up in the play a little bit more I think he's going to start finding the back of the net more but until that starts happening this deal looks worse and worse every day
1: yeah i totally agree moving on um next topic here international hockey is back another thing that we didn't get to cover last week uh it was in the midst of the all-star game they announced there's gonna be a 2025 tournament that will replace next year's all-star game called the four nations face-off Uh, What the tournament will consist is seven games in nine days from February 12th to February 20th. It's going to be a 23-man all-NHL contract roster, which means every single player on these teams will have to have NHL skaters. So they're going to have to be on NHL rosters. There's no AHL, there's no KHL, no no anything. And it's going to be a three-game round robin with the top two teams advancing for a one-game winner takes all final. The teams of this will be Canada, the USA, Sweden, Finland, and the teams will have to select their initial six players this summer. Mm -hmm. Obviously, huge news. Everybody's been wanting it for forever with the NHL, and now they're getting it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the NHL saw the All-Star game, this this last All-Star game, as a kind of last hope of, okay, are we actually going to have some traction here trying to have the best players show up when they really don't want to show up and they're only there if a their team's hosting or B if they got fuck all the deal. Yeah. so I think this is a good move by the NHL. It's been long awaited and hopefully we're gonna hopefully the tournament lives up to the height. I don't see how it cannot with the best players in the world playing against each other
2: yeah it's absolutely gonna be electric. I mean everybody's been talking about it for years, and there's been rumors for years and honestly, to see it come to come to life so quickly and out of nowhere at least to me seemingly um I'm stoked I mean to see those those levels of players actually playing together and competing it's gonna be competitive it won't be that all star vibe where it's just coast around and have fun like these players are playing for their countries again, and it's gonna be the best hockey we've seen, I think in a while and you see glimpses of it in the All-Star game like that. pastor or knock, dry side on McDavid line. Filthy. And now you're going to get to see like the stacked Canadian lines against the stacked Americans. And yeah, I mean, those two alone are just going to be, it's going to be insane. And then do you think um, Russia is going to be in?
1: Well, they're not going to be in for this tournament, but they are hopefully going to be in for the Olympics that are coming around, the 2026-2030 Olympics Mm -hmm. are right right around the corner. And Gary Bettman also announced while he was announcing the new tournament that the NHL players will be allowed for the Olympics next year. It's going to be hosted in Italy. In 2030, it's going to be hosted in France. So a big question here with the double IHF and I guess the owners are – is Russia going to be allowed? I hope so. Mm-hmm. I don't see. I don't see how. I've I've never agreed with taking them out. Um, obviously, there's been implications with politics and stuff around the world that these players can't control. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, it's a best on best tournament, and you got to give what the fans want. So I think they should have been in the Four Nations Cup that the NHL talked about. Hopefully, the, they get into the Olympics. I think the players have had enough of this. I think the players agree that put politics aside and let the fans see what they want to see, which is best on best. You can't have a best-on-best best tournament without Hedman, mm-hmm. Vasilevsky, Kucherov. I know Ovi's yeah. old, but Ovi. he's marketable, yeah. though, right? Everybody wants to see Ovi play. Everybody wants to see yeah. Crosby play, right? These are legends of the game, and... I don't see how you can't have them
2: Mm -hmm. yeah it wouldn't be the same without them it's taking a whole cornerstone off of the the rivalries and everything like that like the russian players and the russian team is always competitive and not having them there doesn't really make it feel complete so Mm -hmm. um and as for the olympics marketability this is going to be huge for the nhl because the nhl revenue um could definitely use a bit of boost there so Olympic stage again with all the best players in the world, and now with how modern everything is and will be streamed, I think it's going to be a lot more people are going to be tuning into Olympic hockey than ever before.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And uh, I got a question for you about the face off that I just brought up and Four Nations face off. So, the last time the NHL players had international hockey was in 2014, where mm. they had Canada, Russia, Finland. Uh, USA, and then they also had two other teams mm-hmm. that were not countries, Team World in <coughs> North America. I think everybody remembers that tournament for that McKinnon overtime winner against Sweden. Oh, yeah. Where he went forehand, backhand, top shelf. That was one. Of, you're looking back at that team, they had McDavid, Matthews. McKinnon, Matthews, Eichel. Stacked. Stacked team. So my question is for you. Will the NHL bring back a teen North America in the future and should they?
2: Who um I think that they won't bring it back. I mean Wow, why? Just because they're trying to go back classic and old school with the four teams and four nations, it's called the four nations and to kind of split apart Canada and split apart the States as far as I loved it. I don't see them doing it again. I think it was a one year kind of shot in the dark and it didn't really gain anything, but I know a lot of fans loved it. A lot of people didn't. So I, I don't think it comes back, but I wouldn't be upset if it did.
1: Do you think, so you do think it should be back or no? Personally, I would
2: love to see it back. I mean, watching McDavid, Matthews, McKinnon, Whoever else, like that team was just so memorable, just buzzing around in those sweet black and orange jerseys. And um, who would be on it if there was a team North America Bed-Z. right now? You'd have
1: Bedsy. Yeah. Uh, you would have Fantilli. Yeah. You'd have Luke Hughes. Yeah. You'd have. What was else? the age cutoff? I think the age cutoff was 20. It was, yeah. Or 24? So. 23, 24, I think. Yeah. So, Bedsy. Uh, who else? Who are we
2: missing Bedard, Fantilli, um Luke Hughes. Matt Celebrini Leo would be on Carlson. that team. Oh no, not Leo Carlson. No, Leo.
1: No, he's European. He's a Euro. Celebrini um, would be on that team. Yep. Yeah. Probably Cole Eiserman, another guy who's Will top Smith in next. Will Smith. He's yeah. nasty. I just saw. He's gonna be gross. I just
2: saw top ten college goals of the night last night, and he fired an absolute bomb. That kid's gonna be a player.
1: Yeah, that's the only thing I think the Sharks yeah. going for has going for them is. Uh, Will Smith and yeah. some of their future.
2: Well, speaking of futures, um, with everything around Macklin Celebrini, what team do you think deserves them or would use the best use them the most?
1: Um, we could use them. Mo- That's a good question. Uh, he looked great last week in the Bean Pot. Wow, Boston College versus Boston University. Snipes two goals, absolute beauties mm-hmm. too. He has a little bit of a. Funny interview, too, dropping the F-bomb in there. It seems like an absolute beauty. Um, I mean, I, it would be pretty cool to see the Hawks get them with Bedard and their Reichel. you got Reichel, Oliver Moore, Frank Nazar, a couple mm-hmm. top prospects. Obviously, that would be cool. Um, other teams in the sh- uh, Sharks are down there, too. You have Will Smith, William Ecklid, Philip Bystead. You had Celebrini to that you got four young players who are going to be in the NHL next year. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty good building block to work off of. Uh, Those are probably the top two teams that I'd say are really down in the thick Mm. of shit. What about you?
2: Well, all I can say is hopefully he doesn't go to the Oilers because I've heard Celebrini's got a (laughs) smoke of a mom too. So hopefully he can dodge that bullet and Corey Perry. Um, But yeah, I'd be... I don't care where he goes. I'm, I'm excited to see this kid light it up because my first time actually getting to watch him was at the World Juniors this year, and he's buzzing around, 17 years old, in the cage, and he's making these 19- and 20-year-olds just look like boys out there, and he just finds the open ice so well, and I'm, I think he's going to be another electric player.
1: And uh, moving on, there has been talk about Atlanta coming back. To the NHL last week the Forsyth County Commissioners hosted a meeting which resulted in a four to one vote in favor of supplying funds towards a new arena plan called the gathering if the development team called the Krause Sports and Entertainment gets a team approval from the NHL fourth County officials also visited the NHL in New York last week to visit, the Islanders arena UBS arena yeah. to gather more information about hosting an NHL team this would be the third time since 1980 that the state of Georgia has hosted an NHL team. Uh, quick little trivia for NOLO. Um, what are those other two teams? In Georgia? In, jo- in Atlanta. So there's the Thrashers. Yep. And there's two more? There's one more. Oh. Give me a hint. They moved to Canada as well, the team. They moved in 1980. no idea atlanta flames really atlanta flames moved the calgary in 1980 and then obviously the thrashers moved to winnipeg in 2011 Man. so it sounds like the two front runners for the <coughs> location are obviously atlanta that we just spoke about and then also utah and what's gonna happen here i don't see i don't get why the nhl wants to go back to atlanta so much i guess there is a market there obviously for NBA and football mm-hmm. but I wouldn't even say football actually I'll not, take that uh, yeah. and even their NBA team sucks yeah. they got Trey Young that's it I don't see what's so attractive about moving back to Atlanta I get they have a big population but it hasn't worked twice already yeah I don't why why go back
2: I don't know all these trappers aren't going to come out and watch like a <laughs> hockey team I mean I'm not a I don't need to see it go back there but I've been seeing a lot of things like saying the NHL could adapt a 36 team league within the next couple years. 36, and would that's be fucking four nuts. more teams, man. And I saw, like you said, Atlanta, Utah, and I also saw Salt Lake and Quebec City. Wow. And out of so those wow. four teams, if I had to choose one to go in, I gotta say Quebec.
1: Yeah, I agree. Because I, I would agree.
2: love to see a French, the French Canadians versus the other Canadians, just the rough and tough. Like, if they made a team, I would love to see them just a bunch of goons that just like grind out there. Like, I would love to see a Quebec team that's just bangs body. A couple of Arbor yeah. guys on the team. Yeah.
1: Ryan Rebo. Oh, yeah. And they got sick jerseys, too. Yeah. You look, Colorado wore those mm. uh, classic for the winter classic, yeah. those jerseys. Oh, those are beautiful. Um, Arizona, though, they're also working on another land deal. Supposedly, um, it's it's gonna be proposed to the NHL in three months. Does Arizona stay? What they got th- to. Do you There's think the they sn- don't got a fucking market?
2: Man, the sneaky Yotes are always gonna stay. Around, they can't get dude.
1: a fucking land deal to save their life,
2: dude. While well, that place at the Mullet is a palace, they don't <laughs> lose there, man.
1: They don't lose there, but they also don't get any fucking fans. They hold what four four? I think it's like. Yeah. 4,500 fans and then you watch their games and, and it's 80% away nights. fans. It's a bunch of yeah. snowbirds that get out of Toronto and Montreal yeah, to come watch the, their boys play. That's the truth. You're right. per- Personally, I think Texas. Yeah. yeah? I think Texas. Um, they have the Dallas Stars there, who are buzzing, and their arena buzz like
2: yeah, it gets rocking.
1: Oh yeah, it gets rocking, especially in playoffs. Yeah. you got the big titty blondes behind the oh, bench yeah. distracting Rick the players. Bonas just ah, <laughs> ah, some absolute beauties. Um, I got a question for you. A little trivia again. There are four leagues that are in Dallas. Three of them are major. Er, Pardon me. I should say five leagues are in Dallas, major sports leagues. Mm-hmm. For them, I consider major, really major. I don't think MLS is up there yet. Okay. But anyways, beside the point, NBA, MLB, NFL, all of these leagues have two or more Texas teams in their league. Okay. NBA has three. MLB has two. Okay. NFL has two. Okay. Can you name all of the sports teams that are in Texas? NFL. NFL. Dallas
2: Cowboys. Yep. Houston Texans. Boom. Um, MLB. Two teams. Two in the MLB? Two. Um, Houston Astros. Yep.
1: Um, what's the other league? Other league's NBA. Let me do that. Um, MLB was Texas Rangers. Oh. NBA, da- M- yeah, NBA, there's three. Yeah, so that's so their home run. There's
2: three in the there's NBA. Three. Dallas Mavericks. Yep. Wow, um, oh, this is going to get me.
1: Point guard. Um, averaged, uh, no, didn't ad- average triple-double. Doesn't play defense. Fat, love strip clubs. James you, Harden? Yes. Who did he play on?
2: The Houston Rockets. Yeah, boom.
1: One more. Ah. They got the biggest rookie.
2: Oh, San Antonio Spurs. There you go.
1: Bang. Damn. MLS, they also have Houston Dash, Austin DC, and FC Dallas. That's
2: crazy. And then they got the stars in the NHL. So
1: they have They have a market. They have a market for sure. And you're looking at the NBA teams Houston, Dallas, San Antonio. Mm hmm. Obviously, Dallas already has the stars, but Houston Rockets, San Antonio Spurs. You propose you bring some money in, you mm. renovate their stadium so it can fit a rink. Houston and San Antonio, those are big spots. Mm. I, think, I think people underestimate Dallas, and they're not even considering them. Mm. For this. I think they got a market. I think it would thrive. Uh, what do you What would their team name be? In, where would they be? Uh, Houston, Houston Strip Clubs. Houston. Ooh,
2: the Houston Rippers. The Rippers. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Boyles. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I don't know, man. I'd like to see it. I'd love to see I it. I like the brand of hockey in Dallas. So, yeah. I love
1: the idea of the NHL spanning. I'm just wondering if by doing this, if it's going to take any of the Thriving fan bases. I don't think so. I, don't I, think so. I, I, I couldn't I see anything more teams moving other than Arizona. Yeah. I, yeah I, I, it, I just hope that it doesn't get too much. They get too greedy yeah. with the money because obviously the owners get a big chunk of yeah. money when the expansion team comes in. Yeah, so exactly. You just hope when they're actually doing this, it's for the good, not just a big money grab.
0: Yeah. Moving
1: on, trade deadline. Uh, trade deadline is approaching under a month away. There are a lot of teams that need some players, um, obviously some play- big names that are on the block right now, Adam Hanrique, who is a pending UFA, earning 5.8 this year. You have Noah Hannafin, another pending UFA, 4.9 his contract is, and then you also have Chris Tanev, pending UFA, at 4.5 mil a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the three big names. Kind of murky water with Jake Gensel, you don't know what the Penguins are going to do, but he just turned down a 6-year, 8.5 million dollar deal from the Pens, so you got to wonder what they're going to do, if they're going to try and hold it out for a playoff run or if they're going to sell them. Who knows? I the Pens are shit this year. I don't mm-hmm. see even if they do get in the playoffs, I don't see them doing anything. They're too old. You got Lars Eller, you got I love Sid, but he's getting up there in age. He's still doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's not the problem of that team. No. Um yeah. What about what do you think, Noel? What couple about other. These players? I I could
2: see him moving. Um, I think a big a big piece to go would be Hannafin for a team that needs to kind of just strengthen their puck moving back end. So Hannafin would be a big piece to any team. Um, yeah. I don't know who's really hunting for that for that though right now. Um, a couple other guys that are on the deadline rankings and deadline wire. Trevor Zegers is out there. Yep. After a complete fall off this season. I know he's been battling He's been with the Dixie
1: girl. He's been fucking that That's what fucking happens when he starts sleeping with the TikTokers, man.
2: Anywho, he's having a complete downfall this season compared to last year. Um, He's not hocking those Michigans every night. He sucks. He's soft. I mean, he's hurt again. And I'm seeing he's going to Nashville or whatever, but like... I really don't care where he goes because I don't see him as like a game breaker. I don't see,
1: all. I don't get, I don't think NHL contender is going to. No. I think if, if anything, it's going to be a rebuilding team mm. or somebody that's kind of on the verge that wants to take a next mm. next step, like maybe Montreal or even Anaheim. Because Anahe him Anahe going to play with Caulfield. Like, yeah, I, yeah, for sure. Um, hopefully he gets the work because he is a marketable player yeah, for absolutely. NHL people know who he is because of the Michigan mm-hmm. pass and the Michigan goals. So yeah. I'm not a huge fan of his game, but I do hope he picks it up for the, for the sake, sake of the himself league. and the sake of the league. Cause yeah. he's a huge money grabber for them.
2: One, one more person I want to bring up is that's out there is Scott Lawton. And as a Flyers fan, I see a lot of him. Uh, the Sergeant as he's called there, number 21, he's, he's a, he's a player. He, um, a very prototypical power forward he gets back and pulls plays both ends of the ice really well and he's fun to watch and he's been kind of like one of the bright spots in a struggling flyers team for these last however many years but he's always been one of the players just driving the pace of the game and i think he's a player that would show up in the big moments and really get it done for a team on like a third line contender team so uh, wherever he goes, if he ends up getting shipped, is gonna be picking up a huge piece in Scott Lawton, and I think that more teams should be looking at him.
1: I think he's got a bit of term too. Yeah. So Flyers, obviously they're having a good year this year, but as a Flyers fan yourself, you ought to be honest. You didn't expect this. Not at all. And would you still consider them as a rebuilding team? It's the
2: th- it's they keep delaying the inevitable in Philly. It's just a little always push and pull like. They get a little bit better and then they try too hard to be good and then they're terrible again and then they never let themselves fully get into a rebuild and it's just this constant cycle that keeps them right in the kind of standings where either they're just missing the playoffs and they're getting a terrible draft pick or they're terrible but still winning meaningless games and they're getting like a f- eighth overall pick and just really not doing themselves any favor if if rebuilding's the goal. but. So I this year did surprise me to answer your question, and I'm I have no faith that um it can be continued. But there's yeah. some good players there, so hopefully it can.
1: Well, another player on your Flyers who's getting a lot of traction is very very attractive in this uh trade deadline market is Sean Walker. Mm-hmm. I I'm not very familiar with his play. Yeah. Um, but the potential ask for him is a first-rounder plus a prospect. That's a huge it. ask. Yeah. And I guess you're looking at the market. You obviously have Hannafin, you have Tanov. Other than that, is there really any other defenseman um, on the market? I don't think so. And Shetran. the Flames are going to be getting a lot from for Hannafin yeah. and Chris Tanov if they do decide to trade them. And I guess it does make sense having a high ask on Philly's own mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on his play?
2: I like him. I mean, I I could see him going somewhere, but I think the return right now, if we do end up wanting to trade him, then the return right now at this point would be probably the best value we'll get for him because he's having a great year and he could fetch a lot right now because a lot of teams need that depth back there. So I'd be sad to see him go as a Flyers fan, but I like I said, I know he'll fetch, fetch some good assets for the team that I want to rebuild. So... Um, Sean Walker, I could see him being a big piece of a playoff team. He just plays the game the right way, um, eats pucks for breakfast, and yeah, he's he's fun to watch.
1: Is he similar to like a Tanov, would you say? I would that think kind so. Kind of defensive defense. But
2: a little bit quicker. Okay. A little bit more skating ability than Tanov, but kind of the same play style.
1: Okay, yeah. So he obviously sounds like an attractive player, and if Philly wants to move on for him, I'm sure there's going to be tons of. Tons of teams yeah. hungry for a player like him. Another team I want to ask you about is the Penguins, who I brought up earlier with Jake Gensel. Um, they're middle of the pack. I don't know what they're going to do this year. Uh, one question I want to ask you. I want to, I want to name a couple teams mm. to you, and I want your first thoughts on those teams. Sharks. Pathetic. Anaheim. Pathetic. Columbus. Pathetic. Habs. On the come up. Buffalo. On the come up. Ottawa. Should be better than they are right now. Guess what all those teams have? A better power play than Pittsburgh. You're kidding. Pittsburgh has the third worst power play in the NHL. It's sitting at 14.1%. When you got guys out there like Gensel, Crosby, Eric Carlson, who they just paid how much for? Too much. They gave up doing. so much. I oh, they got a retirement home on their back end. They got a retirement home on their forwards mm-hmm. end. They fucking suck. I don't see them doing anything. Yeah. They. I, I. I. hate this team. Partly because I put a shit ton of money on them in the beginning on the be- first game of the year when they played Bedzy. And they laid an absolute egg. Yeah, I got from that by game. Chicago. From that game and the way last year ended, told me exactly what this team is about. They don't have that motivation. When you watch their games, they're they look slow out there. They're Maybe it's old. because they're old. Maybe it's because they're kind of on their back end. Mm. That that's the exact. I think that's the exact reason. I don't. They're not an attractive hockey team to watch. Obviously, they had Kyle Dubas come in and shake things up, getting Riley Smith, who he came out and Mm -hmm. said he doesn't even feel part of the team. He doesn't embrace the culture. That tells me everything about where that team is now. And if I was them, I'd sell all their assets because it makes – they're not going for a run. Even if they do make playoffs, they're not beating a New York Rangers. They're not beating a New Jersey Devils, even if they get in. I know they're struggling this year, but –
2: they're they got not. a young
1: team. They got Jack Hughes, Heisher. Uh, what's his name?
2: Yeah, Heisher, Luke Hughes, um, Mercer. They got good. Yeah, they got Jesper good Bratt. Just for Brat, it was Bratt. nasty.
1: They're, I don't see them doing anything in their division. I don't. I. They're my number one enemy right now. I really? Hate this, I hate this team. And it, I, I, I hate, but I love it. Crosby. Yeah. I'll say that I. Crosby is that golden goal when he that he scored in 2010. That's the reason why I started playing hockey. Yeah. So I got nothing but love for Crosby, but fucking Pence suck.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it sucks to see because this is almost the – well, not almost. This is the end of their window. Um, Malkin's getting there. Crosby's almost done. Eric Carlson showed how much he was slowed down this year after he got the bag. Yeah. Um, they're just not a not an impressive hockey team anymore, and it's too bad to see. Because I would have love, loved to see little miracle stories, Sid and Malkin and Eric Carlson, going for one more run it back, and yeah. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen, and it's I feel like Crosby and Malkin are kind of going to go out in a in a puff, nothing nothing crazy. But could you see Crosby going anywhere
1: at this point in his career? It's more about legacy for him. I think he's built such a great legacy. And with Pittsburgh, he's done so much for the city. Him and Lemieux are the only reasons why Pittsburgh Penguins are still in Pittsburgh. Um, He's won his cups. He's done his dues to the city. If he was to move on, I'm not quite sure what his contract's like. But if he was to move on, I would understand it. I don't think – I think Penguins fans would understand it. Yeah. They want to see him succeed. Um, So, if yeah, if he did ask for a trade, I, I hope he wins another cup. Yeah. Because he's he's an all-time the player in that. Yeah, said the Kid. Yeah. He's a Canadian hero. So, I got nothing but respect for him. And if he was to be on another team, I'd love to Support him. This is more yeah. I think Penn's fans feel the same. Yeah. They, they've watched all the rough days oh, yeah. when he first got drafted to – where they are now they'd
2: understand i think yeah oh yeah they'd
1: understand i think yeah they'd embrace that mm-hmm. change for the better of it and uh, i think uh what about we send it over to the brayden ross yeah
2: let's just bring the big man in there we go all
1: right okay everyone joining us now is one time vijhl champion one time provincial bronze medalist one time convict all time league leader in consecutive days trying to be Austin Matthews <laughs> please welcome to the PP3 podcast Mitzer fly guy braden ross Woo, biggie <laughs> there he is braden Snaps. thank you for coming on yeah
0: no thanks for having me
1: awesome fuck yeah yeah i can't fuck wait yeah. to this yeah, one awesome long. ross
0: I'm yeah fired up
1: awesome Everybody's Kay. at home is just licking their lips. Oh, they're so horny for the I so many DMs. Yeah, that we're just horny for this absolute stallion yeah. of a man to come on, fired up. So, Rossi. First off, how are you doing, bud? I'm oh, um, doing.
0: I'm doing pretty good. Just uh, you know, I was back in Campbell River for a couple of nights. We had a rare weekend off, so just decided to go home, chill out for a bit. Hell yeah, yeah.
1: How's the How's the year going? How How are you liking the The boys so far on the new team obviously it's a totally different team than last year we got into that uh, last pod with Dicer Um, how you feeling with the new group um
0: yeah I mean honestly honestly, I think it was just it was hard to get used to uh, uh, for the first part of the season there just because you know last couple years we've been together with the same group of guys Um, and then this year is just a lot a lot of younger guys um, coming into the league uh adapted to it you know the the group's pretty you know good group of guys and uh yeah so I mean we're not doing too bad right now and looking forward to playoffs so right on um one question for you we asked Dicer
2: the same thing is in your this is your third year with the Gens right Yeah, yeah so this is your third full season um what is your favorite memory as a general so far
0: well I mean honestly like probably obviously gonna be the championship last year yeah i mean that was something that you know not too many people to say they do right i mean the first year my first year at jen's lost in the finals and you know i think just winning with that group of guys last year was, was pretty special obviously yeah. and then um and then cyclone was pretty pretty special too so absolutely yeah. right on
1: and, uh, your stats so far with the Jennies, 131 games played, 32 goals, 40 assists, 72 points. This year, 38 games played, you got 13 goals, 11 assists, 24 points. Individually, are you happy with your year so far? Are you, what, what type of role have you taken on the team, uh, this year, supposed to the last two?
0: Um. It's it's kind of a tough one because like last couple of years I've just been you know the role I played was more of a defensive kind of you know forward and you know the gens had you know wanted to get some depth in their lineup and this year the older guy kind of kind of wanted to up the score in a bit so I kind of just try and
2: um you want yeah twenty four points kid is uh, a bonafide twenty goal scorer but um. Little bit behind on that, so are you gonna you gonna tuck 20 this year, or what's up? Yeah, so, I mean, saving them for the first round.
0: Fuck, I need like I don't even know, I'm what 13 goals right now. Yeah, seven, seven, seven more. goals in four games, they're just coming fresh off a three game suspension. Yeah, <laughs> but it is what it is. So. And
2: um, this question went uh overflowing in our DMs and our message box. So, um, how about them half walls? <laughs> how they been this year? Um,
0: I the guys gave it to me a little bit last year
1: <laughs>
0: the a little game.
1: bit come, on, oh,
0: come I, I on I don't know how it really started but
1: uh because you couldn't get a puck off the wall ask Dante Dante paziak was <laughs> yeah. up your ass then if he was here right now he'd be shaking his head
0: well I mean I don't know maybe using broken <laughs> sticks or whatever oh but, yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah.
1: It's from Blame those it on those Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop Ricky, slashing yeah. Rossi. On Ricky, yeah. Yeah. Going back to your previous years of hockey with OHA. So that's where you played before the Jennies, and you obviously grew up in Campbell River. So you started off in Campbell River and then eventually moved to OHA and then to the Jens. So quick stat line from OHA. 78 games played, 6 goals. Twelve assists, eighteen points in seventy eight games, so I'm, Standing ho- in the hog, <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 hoping you were playing defense there
0: yeah yeah, i know <laughs> it was a defense up until grade twelve um yeah, i mean I was playing in c r uh for minor hockey, and uh you know, I don't know we went to o h a it was kinda of taking a lot of penalties and whatnot, and
1: that's yeah, so your first year. 124 penalty minutes? Yeah. What the fuck was up with that?
0: All minors, too.
1: I <laughs> believe it. The hookings, the interference, the...
2: The, extra, the extra 10 for what I do. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, Ross, uh, not to pump his tires too much, but um, as well as being the the season leader in Elite 15 penalty minutes the year we both played in that league together, Ross uh, led the league in penalties, um, Ross was also drafted by the Kamloops Blazers out of Campbell River as a D-man. So, um, tell us a little bit about your experience with camps in the WHL and stuff like that. And kind of yeah, well, it. I
0: mean, back in my prime, uh, <laughs> you know, I got drafted uh, by Kamloops, and the camps the camps were pretty sweet. Like, you know, you see all these players that are now like up in the NHL and yeah. you know AHL and whatnot. So, the experience at those uh, pretty sweet. Um, and yeah, just like, you know, going to different like BC camps and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it was a pretty cool experience.
2: So overall. in OHA, the year before you played, Sillinger was on a team with Brian Magic. So yeah. that's one big name out of there. Yeah. And then um, while you were at Kamloops Blazers camp, you played with uh, on the same team as Stankoven. Is that right? Um,.
0: Yeah, no, that was the the BC. The BC, the BC Team BC, U 17s? In Salmon R. Right. And um, at that point, could you tell that he was
2: going to be what he's doing now? Leading oh, yeah. The NHL I mean, the
0: guy was so shifty and, like, you know, he's a smaller guy, so he's so fast too. And he's got a wicked shot and all that. Um, but yeah, you could tell a couple of those guys off that, that green. Team The BC team was, you know, they're going to make it to the mm-hmm. upper level
2: And who else? Uh, there's a couple other guys from uh, our CSSHL. Before,
1: before I, I want to cut you off quickly, a uh, quick thing about Stank Colvin, which is pretty funny. So when I played Bantam uh, hockey for the Nanaimo Clippers, our team went to Provincials that year, and we played Kamloops. You
2: were Tier 1, right? We were Tier 1, yeah. so
1: we played Kamloops. So previously in the finals – of our league there's a player named Brendan Kerr who he played oh, on the Cougars yeah. last year and uh, we were playing uh, Victoria Racquet Club and he was on that team he was by far their best player he mm-hmm. was already like a foot taller than everyone oh, he, yeah. was he was built like, like a, a man
3: shot
2: yeah he was a stud back year. then oh
1: yeah yeah he was a stud and so my goal because I wasn't doing much offensively I guess I kind of Went through a little bit of a landslide, sound, and (laughs) um, my uh, I was the goat. I ghosted him the entire series, and we won. So guess what (gasps) I did in provincials? I ghosted everyone, including Stank. Oh yeah, and I got a funny stat. So when I was on the ice with him, he didn't get a single point. Really, a single point until there was one face-off in the second where it was an icing, and Mitchell Finner was out. I'm calling him out, because he was on the ice, and I got in shit from our coach for not being out, even though it was a fucking icing, so what do you want me to do? Finner was out there. He was supposed to be on Stank. Guess what? Stank goes back door, tap in, in. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. But I can say personally, I locked down that fucker. So, so you should uh, basically Texas, Yeah, Texas Stars, give me a holler. Yeah,
2: this guy's this Texas guy's active. Sorry. Contract expired. Sorry, sorry
1: to cut you off. I just wanted the tire. But, tire off the
2: yeah, list. man, that's a good claim to fame. I mean, I remember at Kibbit, the Kamloops International Tournament. Um, we were oh, first yeah. year Bantams. We were the same age as Stankoven. Um, he was up in the Tier One division. We were in the second tier,
1: Ripping and
2: we watched him play against like the Hong Kong Typhoons or some shit. There was mm-hmm. some random Hong Kong team there, and. Logan Stankoven had five goals in the first twelve minutes, twenty minutes of the game, and and then we watched him sit on the bench for the rest of it while the rest of the team went pumped the typhoons. But yeah, that guy, that guy was special,
1: special hockey player. Yeah. Anything else you want to add about him, Rossi? What What other players have you have you played? You played OHA, so you obviously played against some good players. Did you play against Savoy?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. My I think it was second year midget. Um, played against Savoy when he was on the Winnipeg, what were they called? Winnipeg rink? Rink Winnipeg yeah, or something? Yeah. R-A-J. So a probably
1: same type of story about him yeah, and
0: Yeah, I mean, they're both, I mean, Savoy, I just, something I noticed about him is his speed too, and then uh, second year midget played against Bedard when he was uh, with uh, West Van. Yeah, West Van. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, lots of cool players coming out from that league, and yeah, just...
1: Uh, yeah. So a little bit of I dug up some <clears throat> dirt about you yeah, from a OHA. Here we go. So I wanna. Here's a story that one of your uh, teammates told me. So Dude. I'm, Dude, not, the, I'm not. T- I'm not. I'm not telling dog my uh, uh, story. I got my much. sources, bud. Right, I got my right. sources. So apparently, after ki- getting kicked off of practice, <laughs> the, the, do, you, do you already know where this is going?
0: I might. I might. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So after after you already got kicked off of the practice before, you go to next practice. You proceed to show up late. While you're hopping onto the ice already late, you do your little one glide, shit, eh? <laughs> yeah. Your little one one leg, shit, eh? glide over, <laughs> over over to the bench. Oh. And you skate super, super slowly, taking your time. <laughs> you grab a squirt of water. Test out a couple sticks before practice, see couple the flats, a couple twigs, and then you finally skate over to the board while the coach is just staring at you, losing his fucking mind. <laughs> is this true?
0: Uh, I mean, <laughs> whoever told you this might be a bit exaggerated. I don't about, believe it. But, I, I mean, yeah, no, I do remember it was a, It was a practice. I don't know what I got kicked off before, uh, the day before. Um. But, yeah, no, I was going on the ice. Probably for a hooking penalty or something. Yeah, probably. I was, like, five minutes late or something, and everybody was, like, taking a knee, coaches going up or drawing up a drill and whatnot, and skating over the bench, and I do this so-called, this uh, one-stride or one-leg stop or whatever. Yeah, like uh, you're in the starting lineup. Yeah, yeah, one of those. And, uh, yeah, I take a squirt of water, and I just think to myself, like, fuck, like, I'm already, like, five minutes late. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, skate as hard as I can to the board. Yeah. You
1: know, you know how it is. Yeah, you do a world. hair flip to the coach and say, shit, <laughs> yeah, shit, i sorry, yeah, coach. Yeah. My bad, bud. I didn't even get him like in the head, board. coach. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So is it true? So it's a true story. Yeah, no, I do remember. That was like prep black, I think, and <laughs> second year midget or something.
1: <laughs> so other than being a jackass on the ice, what <laughs> else did you like with OHA? Why did you go to OHA in the first place?
0: Um, Well, after my second year Bantam, um, I was kind of like pulled. You know, we're talking to some scouts because, you know, second year Bantam is a fun time, draft year and all that. And they just recommended me to get off the island and and go to academy or something. And then so me and Nolan, uh, Nolan Wyatt's buddy from CR, Brian Magic, he was playing at OHA uh, the year before I went there. Um, and honestly, that was one of the reasons why I went, um, you know, I have pretty good buddies with him and heard lots of good things about, uh, OHA, um, and then one of the, the E15 coach, uh, when I was in Salmon Arm was there and I was talking to him and then next thing you know, we're, we're, we're over up in Penticton, in September, so yeah, no, it was, it was a great time, OHA, we spent three years there and. Yeah, yeah. You no can't way.
2: wait to go back. Man. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I, that's all you were talking about last summer So no, you're going to move to well, Penticton. And how it, sick the lake is. is. Yeah. Penticton's
0: a good spot. I mean, especially but, in the but, summertime.
1: But Now that you got a lady, you got to stay in an island. Oh yeah. yeah. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, what else in, uh, like how was the schooling over there? Was it a pretty cool like friend group that you had over there? Was it a campus that you kinda of stayed on or how was the whole uh staying situation?
0: Um so they had like a first of all they had like a like a van service where they would like pick up all the students around Penticton and drive to the high school. Um the high school was pretty nice. Was, oh I remember <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a yeah, I don't know, three stories or something but um
1: So fucking pie? the <laughs>
0: walks in the door a few minutes ago. But, <laughs> Yeah, no, it was a great time, uh, and then, yeah, 1 p.m. rolls around every day, we could just go to the rink, and we train, like, off ice and on ice, and we're there probably until about 4 p.m., and then the vans drive you back home, and, yeah, games on the weekend, so. Did you so, like it? OHA in general? Yeah, yeah. Did oh, you? I loved OHA, <laughs> I mean, like, it was probably the best, one of the best couple, of year, few years of my life, so. Yeah, um, right great on. Great experience, met so many great people, too, and. And uh, yeah, the experiences, the the places you go, and the trips and stuff. So, elect, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Like me and Nolan, Nolan here, we when he was in PCHA, a uh, little story. I think where were we coming back? We were coming back from like, Winnipeg. Some showcase. Yeah, the Winnipeg one. And we all got stuck in Calgary, Calgary airport for like the eight night. And there was like teams there. yeah, there's eight CSHL teams, and we all stayed the night. The hotel was kind of fun, but uh, yeah, it no, was just. One of the one of the stories of many. Yeah, so.
2: it was a good time. I, those far road trips were a blast. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, next question for you is: I want you to be honest and tell me how did you get recruited to the gens?
0: Um, because well, I'm gonna
2: tell my side <laughs> of this after. All
0: right. Well, I mean, after grade twelve, uh, just trying to you know crack junior A and whatnot, um, and then you know that didn't work out, and then so I came back and. At the, or came back on the island after I graduated. And I was calling around for teams, you know, seeing if they had any spots. Because, like, I literally had no team that It was, like, on. August. And it was, like, during the COVID, mm-hmm. it was kind of like COVID, so, like, we weren't really sure what was going to happen for the season yet. Mm-hmm. So I was just calling around, and uh, one of the teams I, I called, or a few teams I called, I think, it was Nanaimo, Oceanside. And uh, I was Comox. in con- contact with Colmox a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I called Rick Hannibal up and, uh, he just, you know, he, I told him that I knew you and, uh, you were already playing on the team and he just invited me out to camp. And I think I showed up on like last day of main camp yeah. or something Glad like you,
2: that. glad you included that.
0: Uh, yeah. But, yeah. uh, yeah, no, and it kind of just took off from there, I guess. And kind of had a spot if you want to tell your side, I don't know. Yeah. So basically...
2: <laughs> How I remember Ross's introduction to the VIJHL going down was we're working together at Save on Foods back in CR and every day is like, fuck, man. Like, I don't know where I'm going to play this year. Like, <laughs> don't know if I'm going to make this team or whatever. So I don't know. I'm like, dude, just come play Gens, Like, we're going to be yeah. sick. Yeah. Bunch of beauties. He's like, oh, I don't know, dude. Like, do you guys have, like, stitch-on logos on your jerseys? <laughs> oh, my God. And that I'm, is
1: such a raw thing I, I, to uh, say. Uh, yeah. And
2: he's like, are you... Do you guys have, like, stitched name bars or is it, like, screen-printed? I'm like, does it fucking matter? He's like, well, dude, like, are you guys' shells nice? Are you like, what kind of bags? And this guy, all he cared about was, like, the...
0: Style. The, the style yeah, doesn't care. Like a like the how jersey,
2: Waltie Peterson colors. is now, all about the style.
0: Well, another thing I didn't know, you guys, didn't, I didn't know you guys didn't have a dressing room too. Yeah. So like yeah, I that think, needs to get worked back. I, I was like, signed already. Um, like I originally thought you guys had a room, and I asked Nolan one day, "I'm like, I just will not keep your gear here." Yeah. Like what? Yeah. <laughs>
1: so. that, that's the like I love Oceanside so much, mm-hmm. and organization's been nothing but great to all the boys but it would be that much better yeah. if oh, there yeah. was MDR. a team dressing room Absolutely. like that's just that's like with you being on the bucks now and obviously having your own dressing room Man, you see the benefits
2: it's it's a
0: it's nice
1: like Come on, let's buck up yeah, that money, Oceanside
2: po- yeah. RDN.
0: Talk, has been out there yeah. for like three years. Now I heard, I was, like years I, heard I was getting like ten years. Heard I was getting a dressing room when <laughs> I was sixteen.
2: About, yes. My sixteen-year-old season. I heard I was getting a DR, and, oh, really? and then now I'm twenty, and I heard they might start building it in like the next decade. Like six so, years, the perks
0: of being on the box. Yeah, yeah. yeah though Yeah,
2: but anyways, having a dressing room is sweet, man. Like, we might not be the best team, but it's nice having a spot to throw your gear at the end of the day. Like, you don't have to bring it home and stink up. Like before I got traded, um me and Evan's little place, not much place to put gear, so I had a rocket dryer, and our house just constantly reeked like hockey gear, so it's nice for sure,
1: yeah, yeah, so one question I got for you, rossi, so obviously we went over that you started off or you did play d at some point and then moved the forward uh when did you make the switch, and why um I made
0: the, so, I made the switch in grade 12. Um, grade 11, our playoffs got shut down uh, due to COVID and whatnot. Um, and then, I think the following, so the next year. So,
1: this, this is, is when you're on OHA?
0: Yeah, I was on OHA, grade 12, and they didn't have any spots for me as a D-man. So, and, like, I was trying to, like, play on the prep team, and they took away one prep team and whatnot. That and, makes sense and, with yeah. your 18
1: points in 78 games, yeah, bud. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, no, the coach just came up to me one day, and he's like, do you want to play forward? And, like, mind you, my grade 11 year, we had seven D-men on the on the prep black team. And, like, every weekend, at each D-man would, like, take turns playing forward. Uh, so, I got, like, a couple reps in the year before, and the like, coach uh for the prep red team I think it was the next year it's like you want to play forward this year we got a spot. And then uh yeah, played forward I think it was like twelve games and then we got shut down. Um and then I just stuck with it. It's yeah. just, it's, I find it more fun than D man.
2: So Do you miss being a D in mean, not
0: really to be honest. I mean
2: as uh somebody that's seen Rossi in both eras, like played with him as a forward and a D man. It's kinda of crazy thinking back on it because Ross was a good D man back in my our minor hockey days. Like our bantam team was me, Jacob Thomas, and Brayden Ross. So we had a pretty legit um, bantam second year team, and Ross was a stud on defense. I mean, he was like second or third on our team in points. A little and tire then, pump? yeah, a little <laughs> tire <laughs> pump. But I I remember him coming to Jen's, and that was really him showing up at our main camp. Was like the first time I saw him like in a game situation as a forward, and he's buzzing around in all his red OHA gear, and everybody on my bench on the Jen's team was just like saying to me like isn't this your buddy? Like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, <laughs> does this he think he's the man? Because Ross just shows up for, the, like, the all-star game at the end of camp, and he's just floating around out there after a shift at save on, and everybody's like, who the hell is this <laughs> yeah. guy? But, uh, yeah, he, he turned forward, and I think it was for the best, um, minus the, the half-walls are a bit of a battle some days.
0: but
1: um, I think my
0: first shift in that game, I, I came to a, during main camp. It was my first shift, in Grayson, Weimer. Uh, absolutely yeah. plastered to be against the boards. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I like, just came into the calendar. Like,
1: yeah, welcome to really the league, right. bud. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but,
1: oh, yeah. So I want to ask you about something that went on last year. You were living at the Klippensteins. It sounded like an absolute time. Uh, you, Parker, Klippenstein, Finley, Klippenstein for the most part, and then Nolo as well you had and you can't deny this because i saw the videos oh, i'm
0: not i'm not denying it was,
1: it was weird <laughs> you love to sleep in nolo's old oh, old true. warmth in his bed <laughs> what is why do you i
0: thought i thought you're gonna bring up the the, the twinkly toes for, for oh <laughs> we'll, that. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll bring bad. that up after bud i i like sleeping in your bed
1: why you, there's pictures, dude. So many videos I've well, seen of Noel coming back from work and you're just conked in his bed. I,
0: I maybe recall like one time, like, like nose no, in no. the
1: sheets, like <laughs> smelling smelling his <laughs> smelling his crusty pubes from the night before.: <laughs> Oh yeah.
0: I honestly, I recall like one time, I think sleeping
1: No, 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 no. I saw <laughs> so <laughs> many videos. I, no, I, no, no.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I would get Ross would get off work behind, in front of me some days, and my room was just off the living room, so my door'd be open, and I'd be like, "Where's Rossi, boys?" And I'd open up my door, and there he was, using my charger, just posted up on my bed. So uh, after a tough shift.
0: Tough the, shift at uh, moving company. Yeah, just absolute
1: blue collar boy. Good old boy. CJ. So living at that place it sounded pretty sick. You're playing with three four boys for most of the point um what how was it how would no, no.
2: <laughs> this episode is brought to you by revenge ipa by <laughs> phillips brewing and malting cheers
1: I uh, getting back to it <laughs> getting back to it um, living at that place with the Klippensteins. Oh, right. Uh both you guys can attest it was a pretty sick place. What was, was your guys' memories from? Oh, it, it was
0: awesome, man. Like yeah. me, Noel, Clippy and Finn and like there was quite a few rooms, so like it worked out perfect and you know, just every they we're just hanging out together or whatever in the living room. There's like a separate living room from from the main one, and uh, yeah, there's lots of lots of videos, lots of photos, lots of funny fucking yeah. stories. That's we still sure.
2: we have a group chat. Um, we made it in the summertime because me and Ross had nowhere, no nowhere to live. <laughs> and then uh, one day, and signs like, "Yeah, like I guess we got a new place. You guys can probably come live with us." And we're like, "Hell yeah!" And really? it worked out perfectly. Like me, Ross, Clippy, um, we have a group chat still called 602 Boys, and that was the, our address. The and animals, and, though, yeah.
0: Way too many Wait,
2: a lot gear. of... there. That place Bubba? had... Bubba? Bubba, this little
0: dog and... Looks like a raisin
2: dog. Little raisin yeah. dog that would... Cats that would piss on our stuff. Um, yeah. So well, I'd Bubba like,
0: shit on your gear,
2: didn't he? Yeah, right before <laughs> a game. Oh, yeah, what? what? Stucked a big gear. steamer right on my gear because we dried our gear out in the living room. Yeah. But, yeah, um, <laughs> some memories from that place. Um, one memory I have is... Just Rossi being a freak about, um, we'd air our gear out in the garage at the start of the year, and Ross would just be a freak. Uh, are we going to get, do you think somebody will break in? This garage was tucked, like, <laughs> way below the house, and Ross was just always sussing that our it's gear was Kind of, of a stolen. sketchy neighborhood. It was dude. a little bit sketchy, to me. Hairwood a is a bit. Hairwood.
0: So,
1: growing up in the I'm Hairwood is a bit sketchy. Yeah. Very sketchy.
2: It was good times though. Yeah, man.
0: well, the garage didn't have any locks on it. Mm-hmm. And the garage is like backed off into some sketchy dark alley that was like over- yeah. overgrown.
2: Tell the story, Rossi, about um when you thought there was somebody under the deck. <laughs> oh, you and Clippy. Yeah,
0: <laughs> okay, so after, wait, I think it was after practice one night, and um, I don't know if you were with us. I or wasn't. Or, no, it was just I just, just heard you guys screaming from the garage. Yeah. So, I think I was coming up from airing out my gear in the garage, and uh, there was, like, a side door, and there's like, stairs. And I was walking up the stairs. I don't know where Clippy was. I think it was inside. And I swear to God, I felt a fucking hand grab my ankle. Like, I, just, I felt it grab my ankle, and I was like, what the fuck? And I, like, walked inside, and I, like, was yelling to Clippy. I was like, dude, there's somebody under the deck.
3: Yeah. There's so many others in
0: there. I swear to God. And I was like trying to peek around outside the window. um, Who was like, you know, I thought somebody was like some homeless guy or yeah. something. And I thought this like tarp that was under there was like him. <laughs> so I wouldn't go out there for like, it was like 45 minutes and Clippy was like, Clippy was kind of freaked out too.
1: He's like, what the fuck do we do, man? Like, <laughs> And was Clippy fucking with you, no, or was he? No, he was actually
2: freaked out. We thought there was somebody under the thing. Yeah, because there was like a huge gap yeah. under the
0: under the deck there. So, yeah. anyways,
2: um, yeah, getting away from kind of the bullshit. Um, so obviously you've had a pretty pretty good hockey career, a pretty good junior career. But um, your dad, tell us about your dad, because he was quite the hockey player himself.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, my dad. He, he grew up in Red Deer, Alberta. Um. He didn't really have too many like academy or major midget options like back in the back in the day, you know, So What did he
1: play for minor ho- like just So
0: he he grew up in Red Deer, he played minor hockey in Red Deer and then he ended up uh playing for the Red Deer Rebels. Um so he basically lived at home till I don't know, I think he was like, when he aged out till he was 20. Um and uh so he played for the Red Deer Rebels and then Ended up playing for the World Juniors in 1999. Um, ended up getting a silver medal. Um, lost in overtime to the Russians, I think, or something like that. Fucking Ruskies. And then, yeah, and
1: what in the World, World Juniors? We just watched that yeah, last week. Yeah, we watched week. the clip at the library the other yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Luongo, so, Luongo was his yeah, goalie, so man. Luongo was pretty on sick. Team. I don't
0: know who really else, like, bigger names that was on his team. But, um, yeah, no, it's pretty cool. It's on YouTube.
1: If anybody wants to go
0: watch, but um, yeah, and in his pro days, he played a handful of games. I don't know the exact number of the NHL.
1: He played five games, five games total in the NHL fourth. The Canucks one with the Leafs, and then he also had a very, very successful AHL career where he had 491 games, 281 points. Yeah. Uh, he was quite the player. What what happened to you, bud? <laughs> yeah, I
0: asked myself the question, same question every day, so I, I have no idea. But, um, yeah, he was playing for the St. John's Maple Leafs for a while until they relocated.
1: Oh, well, they were in St. John's? Yeah, yeah.
0: So, yeah. Oh, so okay. they moved to Toronto, and then I think it was like with the Kansas City Blades,
1: I think they're called.
0: But that was an AHL team? Yeah. Maybe it was an IHL. Who
1: was their affiliate? Who's the NHL team? I don't know. I know he played for the Manitoba
0: Moose. Um, yeah, the Toronto Marlies. Kansas City Blade, I don't know. The Cruz Crunch? Yeah.
2: yeah You're yeah, getting yeah. the best team That's, out of all yeah. of them. The Nuremberg Ice oh, Tigers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so
0: then he finished off his career uh, over in Europe uh, in the DEL. Uh, That's for the a Nuremberg, pretty good league. Yeah, for the Nuremberg Ice Tigers. He played there for a couple of years, I think. And then finished off, finished off his career in 2013 um, in uh, some UK league mm. for the Coventry Blaze.
1: In the EI AHL? Yeah,
0: something like that. And uh he ended up playing with his brother uh for the first time ever, or something like that, for his last year, I'm pretty sure.
1: It's pretty cool. Um pretty, his brother played in England?
0: Uh yeah, for like one year. It was like they're both I think it was both their last year they retired together.
1: That's pretty That's sweet,
0: pretty dude. That's yeah, but
2: at looking at it here on Elite Prospects, your dad had quite the career, so yeah, it's pretty impressive.
1: <laughs> Uh, another little uh, story I have from uh, last year. Can you uh, elaborate on what Twinkle Toes means to you?
0: Okay, so I think it was in February. And uh, I was, like, sick as a dog. Like, it was unreal. I've never been so sick before. That's when I mean. our
2: team had the plague last year. Yeah,
0: when we had, like, 12 players yeah. for yeah. each game or whatever. A couple of games. That was, or...
2: Those were my, That was my legacy weekend. Yeah, yeah, that was the Keo coming out party. Yeah, anyway,
0: I was, like, laying in... It was at nighttime. And I think I just woke up from, like, a really long nap. And I was, like... I don't know, like, what was going on. I still have to sleep or not. And my feet were, like... Fucking, they were, like... I don't know, like, numb, and my my toes, for some reason, like, had, like, fucking charley horses in them, and I <laughs> got up, and they felt inflamed, like, they almost felt like they were going to, like, blow up, for some reason, I don't know why, <laughs> so I came out to the kitchen, I think you and Clippy were yeah. making food, or, like, like boys, like, I, like, my toes are, like, tingling, my feet feel like they're going to blow up, like, I don't know what's going on, like, I was, I was like, still half asleep or I just waking up, yeah. so, and it's so, they it kind of, the, the name Twinkle Toes kind of, kind of yeah. stuck, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, like that a lot. Easier. Yeah, it's
2: pretty funny, um, our team literally had the black plague last year, like, we had two, a game, a two-game weekend, and we played with 12 guys against Comox, which was, like, one of our rivals last year, and then with 13 dudes against Kerry Park, and we won both those games, just to, like, kind of touch on what a team we had last year but um amongst that was we didn't have br19 out there with us and he was home sick so i him and clippy were both um sick but clippy played in the games i remember and we got home from the comox game and we get home and ross is bedridden and jen was he in your bed no not this time this guy was posted up in his just like so many tissues on the ground, I didn't know what they were from.
3: <laughs> but, um,
2: uh, yeah, so this guy's bedridden. And we get home, and Jen, so Parker Clippenstein, mom's us like, yeah, like, you guys talk to Braden. Don't think he's doing that well. Like, I think he might go to the hospital. I guess his toes are twing- tinkling or something. Yeah. And me and Cliffy just pissed our pants laughing. Just, like, the most typical Ross thing ever. And, uh, yeah, add that to the list of things we call Ross moments.
1: But Ross <laughs> moments. Yeah. And one more story I want to bring up. I need your uh, confirmation on here. Another one of your OHA boys. Not going to spill the beans on who, but you can guess.
0: Definitely no. You would probably guess. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I got a story about when you went to a Canucks game uh, last year or a year before. You guys went to the Roxy. So let me, I'm going to quote uh, your buddy here. Uh, we went to the Canucks game, obviously the watch of the Canucks, and we were drinking with a couple of buddies, including Ross. Obviously drinking at the game, so we went out after. Yeah. We're in the Roxy, I think it's called. It's pretty ra- play- hey, 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 let me tell the story. I don't need your clarification right. right now. Obviously drinking, we went to the Roxy, and it was pretty rowdy in there. All my buddies and I are in the middle, just having drinks, fucking around, and we look over... And Ross is making room for all the women in the Roxy, being like a security guard, making sure all the ladies have enough room to get by. <laughs> what? Hey, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <coughs> Ross is making sure all the ladies have enough room to get by, acting like he's getting paid to do so. Don't think he talked to a single girl that night, other than when they went, ha-ha, thank you. (laughs) You (laughs) Then, hey, hey, I'm not done. Then we get back to the hotel, and we're all gassed up, ready to go to bed. (laughs) And he's sitting there whining that we didn't go to a different club after. He's probably gonna deny this 100, percent which, I is, what, which is what I'm already hearing here. I, I
0: Wish this was a true story. I <laughs> gotta
1: know who
2: sent that one in. I mean, I can't. I, 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 have, my, I have my, it, I have is my it, sources. Is it listen, um, listen. the Braves? Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay,
0: okay. So we went. I think we we're in the Yale after the Canucks game, and honestly, I don't like. Don't like. Recall what was I doing? Being a security. You're guy? being security
1: guard, the all, making yeah. sure all the ladies uh, had enough room to yeah. wiggle their ass by, and yeah. you're being a, a proud security guard in the Roxy as a what? Probably 18 year old? No, 19 year no, old? A, fresh a, in the bar. Was it was I, probably all Cougars just too. too my hey. 19th
0: but uh, yeah, no, I wish that story was true, but wonder how- I, I, think want, it's I wonder true. how long that took him to write up.
1: I think that's true because last year when we went out to the Nux, was it last two years ago when uh, we went to the Nux? No, oh yeah, that was last year. That was it last, last, last year when you went to the, you were so horny to get back out to the Roxy because oh, we were yeah. open until 4am. We got food yeah. and we're all sitting, yeah. we're all sitting in yeah, that room. you going, man. Huh? <laughs> I, to keep I, don't the one. I don't doubt the story. I think the story is 100% true. No, you don't remember uh, it? No, I don't. <laughs> okay, bud. Okay. I guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. Noah, you got anything else you want to ask? Or uh,
2: nothing more about Rossi, but um, Dicer here, my roommate, uh, as you guys remember him from the first episode, has a Stat Guy Dice, has a good stat here on Rossi's dad at the World Juniors.
1: A stat that I actually found on Rossi's dad in the World Juniors was he was over a point per game throughout the tournament, and uh, his team actually ended up defeating Sweden 6-1 with Sweden having Daniel and Henrik Sedin, two NHL legends, and uh, Rossi's dad tucking two home in that game. Wow. Snaps for Dicer coming in hot. Stat guy Dice with a good
2: stat. Thank you. The clutch gene runs uh, runs thick in this family. So, <laughs> Rossi, um, what is your biggest goal in the Vijhl? What is your your biggest moment? What is your biggest goal you scored for the gens?
0: Well, I don't have many. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> um, honestly, I, I'm thinking about playoffs. I think when we were up three nothing against CR, uh, you know, game four in, in, in CR. No, it was in Oceanside. Um. I think we were up 4-0 or whatever, and it was like a turnover at Blue Line walk in, I think, went top shelf. It was a nice goal, yeah, I guess, sick. but, uh, yeah, it was like the, their last goal against, and, uh, yeah, just sweeping the storm, because they're, it was pretty special, because they're pretty good that year, they're like 40-3 and three or something stupid like that. Yeah, but, so... I mean, that was probably my biggest goal, and just, you know, growing up watching, watching CRs, you know, it was always fun playing against them, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I remember you and me, whenever we'd go back to the Brindy yeah,
2: together, we'd was be so a little awesome. bit more fired up than usual, but yeah, uh, yeah it was, um, that game you scored that big goal, was that the same game when you got benched by Cody Sadie? <laughs> I think
0: so. I was like going down the wing, somehow I got it off the wall. Got the, <laughs> got, that's a
1: first. That's got, got, the puck, got
0: the puck to myself, and I was kind of just skating it straight line, and see Cody Sadie coming up, and just benches me right into the storm bench, yeah. and like on Josh Doherty's feet or something. Yeah. I just see him looking over, he's just laughing. Yeah. that but, was a classic. Uh, yeah. I think uh, I think Savy like benched Herc. Yeah, he got the <laughs> way after. Herc the, the game before. Yeah. 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 So But yeah.
1: Well, Rossi, uh we thank you for coming on. It was an awesome interview. I appreciate and, it. And uh we'll have to get you back on after the season finishes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we'll
2: get uh We'll catch up with you after you guys' playoff run this year. Um, it's looking like Komok's first round for you guys. So we wish you all the best. Um, as I won't be in the playoffs this year, I'm obviously <laughs> going to be rooting for you boys back in Oceanside. So, um, yeah, keep it, keep the streak alive. And, yeah, best of luck to all you guys in the playoffs. Yeah, Thanks, for, awesome. it. Yeah, thanks
3: for having me. All right, take care.
1: yeah that was a great interview with uh, Mr. rossi here um, loved having him on. Uh, he was obviously going to be one of the first guests we got had on to be. he was rossi's one of our good buddies, so it was really good having him on. We had a lot of insight about his uh, OHA days and how he got into hockey and some some funny stories for the people to hear. and I have a feeling um, we're gonna have to bring this guy back on i mean um even
2: when it's not him on the interviews, I know most of the guys we played with are going to be bringing up stories about this guy. Oh, so. yeah. It's not the last you've heard about him. So yeah, There's a lot of dirt that has not been told Admissible, yet. yeah. Mr. BR19. So, yeah, I'm sure you guys will get pieces of information on him as we go on through the podcast weekly here. But, um, yeah, it was a blast having him on, and we hope you guys enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, so a uh, couple of late notes just to uh, finish off the podcast. Jesse Cool, Yarvey. Signs a two-year 800K AAV with Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. minimum contract. This guy bounced around uh, Europe when he wasn't figuring things out with the Oilers. He came back to Canada during the COVID year, wasn't able to do much. Um, he's drafted second overall in that draft, or third overall, pardon me, in that draft. Uh, do you think he's going to do anything with no. this shitty Pittsburgh team? I can't stand Paul Yarvey. Like He's,
2: yeah. No, he's they should sell him for a new dishwasher and somebody to take <laughs> sids twigs because i think poliarvi's a joke
1: yeah i i don't think he's going to do much either it's it's you don't like seeing it from any player that no. gets drafted that high whether you like his play or not mm-hmm. um, it's tough to see somebody who's drafted so highly not be able to succeed yeah. at all at the nhl level
2: yeah so yeah, one more note for the podcast as we end it off here. Um the twenty twenty five Winter Classic has been announced. It's gonna be an old school rivalry, Blackhawks and Blues and uh are Take It Away. Where's it taking place? going to be at
1: good? Wrigley Field. So um I it doesn't surprise me at all, NHL. Obviously they got Bedsy there, mm-hmm. who hopefully Cory Perry's not in the stands because yep. Bedsy's gonna be shaking in his boots. Yeah. But, Hiding in his but um, bubble. yeah. But <laughs> It makes sense. Another winter classic that has either the Blackhawks, the Flyers, the Rangers, yeah. or the Penguins. Um, Blackhawks versus Blues. It's I, I'm only going to be tuning into that because of Bedard, mm. and if they get Celebrini next year, we'll see. But um, not very exciting. I hope for something a little bit better. Obviously, they got the international hockey coming up, so fans can at least look that. forward to that. But what are your thoughts on the matchup Noel? it's
2: just another game um it's gonna be cool to see it back at Wrigley um I know it's gonna be a big spectacle Bedard's gonna make it a big spectacle like anything with him involved is gonna be exciting so it's gonna be cool to him for him I'm sure he's gonna do something crazy like Crosby used to and yeah I'm looking forward to it just because the outdoor games are always a good feel so uh yeah it's gonna be cool, regardless of how competitive the game might be. Um, just the atmosphere is always crazy. So, um, hopefully, in 2025, Chicago is a little bit more competitive, and St. Louis the same boat. So, we'll get ourselves a bit of a game. Yeah, and
1: that's a passionate fan base mm-hmm. over there. So that Wrigley Field is gonna be absolutely buzzing. New Year's Day too. New Year's Day. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a bumping crowd. Um, and I think that's it for today. So. Thank you guys very much for listening. I think that went a lot better than the first. Yeah. Um, we'll keep you guys posted and uh, we'll hopefully see you guys on next Saturday yeah. or Sunday when this releases. And also, one last note, uh, me and Nolan uh, just released an uh, Instagram account for the account. So we'll be posting uh, our guests that we have coming up and then also some little bits around the NHL, little, little bits about uh vi players um some nice goals some nice saves some news and uh yeah yeah so
2: go give it a follow it'll just be kind of a more of a day-to-day thing a uh, little bit of updates and stuff and then obviously we're going to try and keep the podcast uh we're filming here on saturday night we're going to try and have them out on sundays for you guys to get through your sunday scaries with some br19 stories but yeah like I think this one went a little bit better, but any feedback, any, any comments, any guests that you guys want to see or if you want to be a part of it, um, shoot us a line. But, yeah, we're looking forward to keeping this thing rolling. And, uh, so yeah, stay tuned for some more.
1: Yeah, thanks, guys, for listening. Thanks
2: again.